we've seen a reduction in terms of cost for batteries and also kerosene. So with the solar system, it reduces really on, uh, on those expenses. With the current light system, there are no smokes uh, inside the houses. You find the system is really good. When it's fully charged up to 100%, you can even use it for two days. Like when it's raining, there's no sunshine, but the power still remains there. You're listening to The Lid Is On, the flagship podcast from UN News with me, Connor Lennon. This is the third of our Grassroots Development in Northern Uganda mini-series, looking at the impact of UN projects aimed at reducing the development gap between the North and the rest of the country. So far, we've visited an independent, locally-owned honey company, which is providing regular employment for over 1,700 beekeepers and winning international orders. And we've seen how smallholder farmers in remote villages are learning the benefits of getting online and, for the first time, getting a credit score, which allows them to take out loans and sell more produce. On this episode, we're focusing on electricity, or rather the lack of it, and the difference that even a small solar generator can make to people's lives. It's estimated that around 789 million people lack any access to electricity. Most of them are in sub-Saharan Africa. The unreliability or non-existence of electricity for so many people worldwide is one of the reasons that some 2.4 billion people are still using inefficient and polluting cooking systems. Not only does this contribute to carbon emissions, but it also causes around 4 million deaths each year from the effects of smoke inhalation. And being connected to an electricity grid doesn't guarantee reliable power. At the hotel we were staying at in northern Uganda, the power would cut out at least a couple of times a day, an occurrence that staff found entirely normal and took in their stride. This has a huge impact on businesses, health facilities and government services, and is an obstacle to development. The UN believes that, in countries like Uganda, solar energy could be a big part in addressing that challenge. Dmitry Pozhodayev, the head of the UN Capital Development Fund's Uganda office, explains. Access to electricity is still a challenge in Uganda. This, of course, has multiple implications on businesses, uh, on persons, on government institutions, and so on and so forth. Ensuring access to solar is important in several respects. It provides additional opportunity for businesses, particularly micro and small, particularly in rural areas. It opens up an opportunity for some processing or some storage or some additional value-adding activity. It also allows them to extend their working hours because now they can work longer than just during daylight. This is Mariam Ayikoro. She's a sales agent for Brightlife, a company bringing solar power to Arua in the West Nile district of northern Uganda. The account number is the serial number, of course. Going to put in this number, yeah, 800. She's come for a follow-up visit to meet Abasiku Aragajani, one of her clients in an Arua village. Currently we're in Andelizwa, the area is called Andelizwa. We are here to visit the customers and then see how the systems have been installed and how the kids are using the lights for reading their books. 
The client has the, the, the TV system. Uh, he uses the TV for watching, for Tubo and then other channels. And he uses the light systems for the kids to read books and then also to provide light inside their house. And also they charge phones using the system. We do sales like home to home, shops, markets. That's where we get sales. You know, Raya shows bright light. When it is fully charged up to 100%, you can even use it for two days. It doesn't go off. When even it is raining, like when it is raining, there is no sunshine, but the power still remains there. Because it stores power, even when there is no sunshine, but that power still remains there. Once it is fully charged, like 100%, the power remains there. I use it as a security light to protect me from thieves. Whenever they want to break in, when they get the light is on, the kids do watch videos and other movies. So it, it keeps the kids around. Because where they are sleeping, the room is separate from mine. If anything, I could provide them with the light there. So it acts as a source of security. It helps them because when they go to school, when they want to study, they enter in the room here, they use this light here to study. Arua is in a region of Uganda with high poverty, which makes it a risky proposition for companies like Brightlife to attempt to sell their solar packages there. That's why the UN Capital Development Fund, or UNCDF, decided to provide Brightlife with the financial support that would allow them to expand into West Nile. Julius Magala is the Digital and Energy Finance Coordinator at the UNCDF Uganda office. UNCDF has been funding a number of uh, businesses aimed at uh, increasing access to energy in underserved populations, including Arua. Bright Life is extending access to solar and cooking solutions to the people in West Nile, specifically in Arua and also Nebi. Bright Life has been very instrumental in selling solar products for households but also for productive use energy efficient cookstoves reduce on the amount of fuel that is used for cooking lighting they also provide the option for phone charging and of course it comes with a radio uh, or tv so all these products can be uh, got on a pay as you go which means that customers can pay for the product in installment they make an initial payment and then the balance is paid over a given period of time. And because of that model, that actually makes the product uh, much more affordable to customers that wouldn't have afforded them. And since they started, they've been able to sell over 1,800 solar products in just a period of um, you know, less than actually two years, given that we've also been in a very tricky COVID situation. So it, it's quite popular. The products are working well. We have a lot of customers that are testifying that they're able to save. There is also improved uh, indoor air pollution. And we're also seeing a lot of their customers also upgrading from one product to the other. So the customers that have started with just lighting and phone charging, and after time they're upgrading that to include radio and TV, that gives them uh, at least more use for their solar system. There's quite a lot of benefits, um, you know, actually with the, with the solar system. I think one is really the reduction in, in costs. They're actually spending, typically they're spending on batteries, they're spending on kerosene, um, and we've seen uh, a reduction in terms of costs for batteries and also kerosene. So with the solar system, 
it reduces really on uh, on those expenses. The second, I think, benefit, especially with um, um, solar systems that provide, you know, radio and also TV, is really access to the much-needed uh, information, but also the ability for uh, families that do have students to actually continue, you know, studying at night. Julius Magala from the UN Capital Development Fund. The UNCDF funding for Bright Life meant that they could employ Mariam Ayakoru, a young, ambitious woman who has big plans. For myself, I have dreams. I'm a senior for student. I really have that dream of getting back to school, though I don't have the, the, the school fees. That's why I'm with the company, to help myself gather that school fees. That can help me get back to school and continue with my studies. So to me, the company is okay because I earn commissions daily. I make a sale today, I get paid the next day. That is what I save. About my job, I love it because I work with communities. I visit different people, different homesteads every day. I get to know people. I get to uh, interact with them and I find it so pleasing to work with the community because I learn a lot from them, so like uh, how to be so-so and that hospitality. Yeah, most of them are hospitable, they're so welcoming and then they're so-so, they laugh and they make fans. I really love that and I, I, I enjoy it so much. Yeah, to me it is really, it is really a clean source of energy, that is to me because you find the light, what they used to use before they bought the system, they use these other lamps, these ordinary lamps that can produce smoke, which is also not good for their health. So currently there's no smoke in the house. You find they use the light systems. They normally have these batteries that are weak for charging phones. It is not so pleasing, but with the current light system, the TV system, they, they are able to charge phones. There are no smokes uh, inside their houses. You find the system is really good. Back in Abasiku Aragajani's village, his children are watching TV. For entertainment right now, but as Mr. Magala says, they have much greater access to information. The children also have their school books out, and when it's time to do homework, the solar light installed in their room will allow them to carry on working when the sun goes down. UN investments in solar power projects are also making a difference at this thriving market in Yumbe. On the next episode of our Uganda mini-series, we'll hear from some of the traders and find out how it's providing a livelihood for Ugandans, as well as refugees and migrants from South Sudan and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. You've been listening to The Lid Is On with me, Connor Lennon. This mini-series was produced with support from the UNCDF in Uganda. Special thanks to Rachel Kentonyingi and David Michal.